Shut up and sit down. Hello, dear listener, and welcome to my podcast number 103. Um, I wanted to start just by giving you a little update on things that are going on with me. I've just written a blog post in which I said I might be doing this podcast this afternoon. Well, here I am. I have my champagne. Just going to clink it on the microphone and see what that sounds like. <coughs> Cheers. Um, and I have a bunch of questions. But for those um, people who listen to my podcast and do not read my blog, shame on you. It's at www.dom-chronicles.com. On my blog, I spoke about some writing I've been doing recently, and I just want to mention it here also because there are two books coming out before Christmas. The first is volume two of my happy femdom stories. If you haven't seen volume one, it is a happy-making set of stories from real-life people in real-life female-dominant, male-submissive-type relationships where they tell the story of how they found each other and how they built the relationship and how they got to this happy place with each other. And they are a complete delight. So the last volume had 25 stories from people. They had all been shared on my blog. And I compiled them into a book after the fact. This set will maybe have 25. I'm still chasing up a few people who I know are happy people in their relationships. And I really want their stories. I'm looking at around 25 right now. And I'm hoping to get that out by the very beginning of November. I've been saying end of October, but that's a couple of days. So it might be a little bit later than that. And they are going to be the best little snippet of goodness to give you hope and delight in a time when maybe you need it. Maybe we all need it. So that's going to be out floating out there very soon. The other thing I've been writing, which is not that, <laughs> but which I t I've been tweeting about it and I've been talking about it. I'm currently at a stage where I have written about 10,000 words, over 10,000 words of what I'm calling rage porn. I haven't looked that up. I'm sure it must be a term. I'm sure I didn't make that up. But essentially I've been feeling very angry and just savage about what is going on with the world at the moment and all the, the hate in it. And I'm not even American and Honestly, the American president at the moment is just the worst. He's the worst. He's a malignant narcissist and he is, is so powerful. And everything he does makes me despair a little more. And it's made me so angry. And in channeling that rage, I started to write a fiction story and... It is like nothing I've ever written before. It is super angry, <laughs> terribleness. And it's not sexy, um, though I imagine some people might think it is. But it's a very savage, 
angry book of non-consensual, brutal ugliness. And it's alienating, I think, for my normal readers. And it is going to be a complete departure from anything I've ever written or put out there before. I'm a little bit nervous about it, but I'm going to do it anyway because it's been so helpful to write and maybe it will be helpful to read or at least entertaining. And I know there's some people out there who are going to find it hot to read, but honestly, it's the kind of fantasy rage I think that a lot of us have felt writ large. So I'm going to have that out before the end of November is where I'm aiming for. So I've got about 10,000 words. It's going to be kind of a short story. Um, I think novellas have to be about 30,000 words and I'm not doing that. So I'm not aiming for a word count. I'm just aiming to get this story out because it's cathartic and it makes me feel better. So that's going to be available soon and it's called Rage, a Femdom Story. I actually think I'm going to get a lot of haters out of it if I'm honest. I think I will get um, Trump supporters who are going to get mad at me about it. I think I think there's going to be some very reasonable um, BDSMers who are going to be mad at me about it because it's so not okay, any of it. Um, and I think there's going to be people who are used to the kind of content that I put out who are probably also going to be mad about it. So <laughs> I'm not quite sure how that's going to go. But we'll see, shall we? If you want to... Um, here when these books are out and certainly for Rage there will be an introductory discount offer when I first um, put it out. You can join my mailing list and that's on my blog. I'm not going to try and give you the link over audio but you can go and look at my blog and there's um, right at the top there are links where you can join my mailing list and I will let you know. You'll be the first to see the cover reveal actually on my mailing list and you'll get a notification when the book is out right so that's not what we're here for me blathering on without um, any care or concern for questions people have sent me but we have a few because it's been a while since I've done one of these as always if you've been um, listening to my podcast ever you will know that I'm utterly unpredictable and unreliable with when I do these so welcome to it. And it always makes me laugh because there are some people who ask me urgent questions even though I say everywhere, please don't do that because it's now been like three months. And if you haven't sorted out your urgent problem by now then things have probably gone horribly wrong for you and I'm sorry about that. Okay, here's the first one. I am a white male. Late 50s, blue eyes, 6 foot, 240 pounds, with interest suddenly in many areas of submission. Have considered myself dominant for years, but have found I enjoy face-sitting. I'm sorry, I just made an ick face. Love the taste of a clean, wet woman, exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. I'm sorry, but that's... I didn't need to know that. (sighs) Pegging and female attire lately. If you are near Atlanta or could refer me to a top female whose interests are in any of those areas, I would love to chat further. Have a happy day and thank you for your time. 
I am not a hookup service. So, nope. <laughs> Look, if you want to find a partner of some kind or you just want to explore your fetishes, don't contact me asking me to refer. Like, Even if I had 200 close friends in Atlanta, why would I go, hey, here's a strange dude who wants to do some face-sitting. How about it, ladies? At them. I wouldn't. So, no. You're welcome. <laughs> um, next one. I love to read you. I love your ideas. It makes me want to kiss your hand. To kneel. <laughs> that was not to kneel a man's name. It was he wants to kneel, in case that was unclear. Well, thank you for that thought. I know it was meant as a sweetness, and I take it in that manner. Thank you for it. Next one. I have a sub that I'm struggling with. I probably should let him go, but not before I try another avenue. He is demanding and throws tantrums. I don't know why that makes me laugh, but it does. What is he, three years old? I see him, but not sure how to handle him sometimes. Desperately needs some advice. No. Nah. My advice is, nah, just a big fat nope. Look, say, like, seriously, I know I'm kind of joking there, but I am serious. Say to him, this is not fun for me, cut it out. And if he can't or he won't, then we're back to, nah. <laughs> Good luck with that. I don't know. I I just think there's a lot of women who are doing a shitload of work for men. For, like, why? Just, no. Okay. <laughs> I'm being, I, I said in my um, blog post that I've gotten a little, rid of a lot of rage, but I'm, I'm thinking, I'm feeling like I'm being a lot more dismissive than I normally am. Am I? I don't know. Maybe. I don't think it's wrong, though. <laughs> it's not that I think I'm wrong. I just think I'm normally a bit nicer. Anyway, here we go. Hi, fans. Love your podcast. Thank you so much. I think of you as a relationship therapist with a fun specialisation. <laughs> if I was a relationship therapist, I'd be getting paid for this, I'll tell you that. So... I have a psychological question for you. I am a man who has been fantasizing about femdom submission for a long time, but only explored it tentatively a few times. I hesitate because I suspect that I desire submission because my mother was abusively domineering. And I'm attracted to DS Dynamics because it is the most familiar love practice or even because I want to try again to win mummy's love. This sounds mentally unhealthy and worse, unsexy. Also, I want genuinely loving relationships and femdom relationships sound like the one I had with my mother. Am I wrong? Yes, you are really, really wrong. But I can't shake what I like, effective therapy that has helped me with daily functioning notwithstanding. So I end up generally having vanilla relationships in which I hide my desire and feel disconnected. 
When I did explore with willing and caring partners in the past, the thought that I'm reliving my relationship with my mother has always stopped me from pursuing such interactions deeply. Any thought? This is from BJ in the US. Well, BJ, I'm not even going to make a joke about those initials, but I kind of just did, didn't I? I... You say you've you've had therapy in order to function out in the world, but I think you would benefit from a a kink-friendly therapist to work through these things. So firstly, I want to say that your image of what um, femdom relationships are about is wrong. So what I assume you're getting, because you're inexperienced, you're getting all your information from porn, and it's all over the internet, it's what you find when you search for femdom, So I understand where that came from, but it is not what healthy, good DS relationships look like ever. There are so many ways to have a DS relationship and you may find one and or be able to build one with someone that satisfies what you think you need, but... She is not a therapist. I'm not a therapist. What you need is a therapist. And when I say kink-friendly, and what I mean by that is that I think you need to unpack, A, your understanding of those kinds of relationships, and B, the idea that you can get that from DS. And from normal therapy, it's more focused on, you know, normal vanilla relationships and functioning out in the world and relating to people you know, socially and intimately and all that sort of thing, but it doesn't include the kink aspect. Your current therapist may have, may be kink-friendly, you can ask, but I think a lot of people are very nervous to ask someone who hasn't already said that they are because then they're obviously making themselves vulnerable. But I think you need to explore that on your own before you bring someone into it because I think having any kind of expectations like that that are kind of A, wrong-headed about relationships and B, full of uncertainty within your own self, I think you're going to end up in something that is going to be unhealthy and unhappy for both of you. So they're my thoughts. Good luck with that. Hello, I stumbled across your blog from a thread on FetLife. I'm a new female dom with little experience. What advice would you give someone new like me? Oh my God. <laughs> Honestly, a question like that is like asking someone who, you know, if, you, if you're a young woman who's never been in a vanilla relationship and it's like asking a vanilla person, what advice would you give me about relationships? Oh. I don't know, where do you start with that? Not least because there are so few models of of healthy DS and particularly female-dominant relationships out there that form a base. So when you ask for advice, where do you even start? I have a book list on my blog. It is curated and has synopses of the books in there. Some are good, some are bad. They cover different topics. Um, the commentary on them is very useful. I suggest you go and look at that. That same book list is on FetLife, if you're on FetLife, since this this person found me on FetLife. 
go and have a look at those and pick and choose ones that sound like they're going to be useful to you. That's my advice. And read. Like, FetLife is a, has, is a shit show in a lot of ways, but there are also very experienced people going to a lot of trouble to share those experiences. So it's certainly worth exploring there. And the group that I run, which is the submissive men and women who love them, is over 90,000 people strong now and the regular posters are a lot of very experienced no bullshit type um, people who will give their opinions about anything and everything and that's really useful because not everybody agrees on everything of course everyone runs their relationships different ways so that can be useful just to pick up on stuff and find people whose opinions you value and can relate to and then follow them and see what they say about different things. <laughs> how can I ask my wife to be dominant for life? How can I become her slave? If not, then how can I find a dominant woman? <laughs> like, the wrong in it makes me sad. <laughs> this is just... Uh, mm. Okay, I'm going to take a sip of campaign now. That's going to make me feel better, right? Right. Look, this uh, the the thing that bothers me both about most about this question is you have a wife, you want her to do something for you, but if she won't, you'll just find someone else. And I'm just... I just don't have time for that. That's bullshit. No. Okay, bye. <laughs> no. The next one. Can a dom be an extrovert? What? Of course. Hmm. There's more to this question. Just a question that occurred to me after a little vanilla online dating... By her profile and our online conversation, I could tell she was independent, highly intelligent, well-defined opinions. Just like the awesome ferns, I thought. Ha! Just like me. We met, and she was all I said, but it seems she has quite an extroverted nature, quite likes other people. She was missing something. That's a little bit of a typo there I think she was missing something not especially needing an intense relationship because she had so many happy casual friends so I'm wanting your expert opinion can a dom really be an extrovert that is such an interesting question because mostly people ask the opposite can a dominant be an introvert because the I guess stereotype is that as a dominant other than as well as confidence there is a an idea that they'll be very loud and very social and everyone's drawn to them because of their amazingness and their leadership qualities means they they take control in every situation they walk into a room and all eyes turn on them because they're so dumbly so the stereotype is much more that dominants are extroverts but to answer your question, of course they can be extroverts or introverts or shy or have depression or anxiety or be uncomfortable in social situations or be the life of the party or 
just like anybody. So yes, I think I also think it's a it's a weird thing to say. She has many happy casual friends, therefore she doesn't want an intense relationship. That's not really how most. I mean, for her as an individual, that might be true, but that's not a trait of extroverts. Extroverts can have a ton of friends and also have a very intense, you know, personal relationship, intimate relationship with someone. It's not mutually exclusive. Oh, I have something in French, in La Franche. <laughs> I'm going to say this in, with a bad French accent. And if you are French and listening to this, I apologise. And then I'm going to have to go and translate it in Google. So I'll read it in the French. I'll tell you what I think it means. And then I'll go and translate it and we can see how far off I was. Oh, look, Games. Bonsoir, maîtresse. That sounds so nice. Thank you. Je suis intéressée par la soumission. Mon épouse ne veut pas comment commencer. Okay, so what I hear is, good evening, mistress. I am interested in submission. I don't know where to start. All right, I'm going to bring this into Google Translate. You guys are going to come with me. Come on. Off we go, clickety-click. <laughs> I could, of course, stop the recording, but I'm not going to do that. You're going to come with me. Oh, oh, I was wrong. Epus, I'm probably pronouncing that terribly, is spouse, my wife. So it was, good evening, mistress. I'm interested in submission. My wife does not want to start. Right. I got that a bit wrong then, didn't I? Just as well, I'm a Googler from way back. <sighs> okay, I assume your question in there somewhere is I similar to the other one, really, except for the it didn't include the and if she won't, where do I find one? <laughs> bit. Thank God. I suggest you have a look at Miss Rika's book, Uniquely Rika. It's in my book list. You can find it on Amazon. Um, and the reason I say that is because it is one of the very few books that is genuinely from a female dominance perspective. It is a dominant-centric book on um, DS relationships. All of the other books that are out there that you know are good for their purposes focus on men's fetishes and on sexual power as control, which there's nothing wrong with it. If you enjoy that, you go for it. But the underlying premise of it is if his dick's hard, he'll do what you want. And the issue with that is... Okay, so if you don't make his dick hard, he's not going to do it? Like, how does that work? And there is a a thing called arousal-based submission and arousal-based dominance, and there is nothing wrong with that. And what that really means is I only feel submissive when I'm turned on or I only feel dominant when I'm turned on. And that is perfectly fine and it's a grand way to do things. But I think the reason I like Uniquely Rika is because it's one of the very first books I ever read and have read and I've read a lot um, 
that genuinely says that the submissive's arousal is not how you measure your DS or how it's working. You measure it by how pleased your dominant is. And it doesn't sound like much, but it's a big deal because nobody says that. Everybody says, oh, you know, if you put him in chastity, his cock will be locked up and he's yours. And I'm like, well, okay, what if you just want the dishes done? (laughs) Or what about if you just want a certain thing and you don't want to go having to turn him on to get it? It's just one of the few books that looks at um, FM from that perspective. And for that reason, it's very useful for men and women who come into FM from the perspective that everything is about the man's arousal. And there are so many influences on us that show us that and teach us that and tell us that. So it's a bit of a breath of fresh air and a bit of an eye-opener also. And the thing with it for um, men who think they're submissive is that it gives them a bit of a check in a, okay, well, what's in it for, for her sort of way? Because most men who ask this question are really saying, I want to be served. So having another think about what they're actually asking. And if they are asking, I want to be turned on in these particular ways, that is cool. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But then you need to find the language to explain what it is you want. And submission is not it. So, that's my long-winded answer. I have an online dom that enjoys putting boys on their knees. I've been chatting with her for about a year and requested permission to kneel for her a few months back. Ever since that night, she has frequently commanded me to get on my knees. This definitely has some sort of effect on me and kneeling for her has become a desire for me. My only problem is I get sore knees (laughs) from work life and spending time on my knees only makes it worse along with my feet ankles going numb my record so far has been an hour and a half kneeling but i want to build my stamina so i can kneel for quite some time if and when we meet do you have any advice or tips on how i can get used to spending more time on my knees without damaging anything that is such a good question and an hour and a half is a long long time long time and no, I have, I, look, I have no expertise in this and I'm not sure what physical condition you're in or what age you are or what you do for a job or any of those things. But kneeling is, is hard on your knees, it's hard on your ankles, it's hard on your feet. And there's, I'm, I'm not even sure what it's called, but I've seen pictures of it. I've never seen one in real life. But there's a kneeling stool that takes the pressure off your knees and ankles. And I'm... I suspect that's not going to fill, fulfill your need then if you use that thing because it's like a, it's like a little prop. But I strongly suggest um, that you, you genuinely seek some medical advice because depending on your physical condition, your age, you know, whatever your joints, situation your joints are in and what you're kneeling on, all that sort of thing, I, I tend to think it's just bad for you. <laughs> it's just bad for you. Like an hour and a half is a really long time. And we are not built to kneel for hours. So other than propping yourself up a bit with pillows and, and kneeling on something that is kind to your 
shins and feet, something softer. I've got nothing. I really think you need... If you want to do this seriously, I think you need to go and seek some medical advice about it. And I know that's hard. Maybe you can come up with a, an excuse for why you need to kneel so long. Maybe you're entering the seminary and part of your... <laughs> Your religious training is that you have to kneel the monastery. You could make up a monastery. Um, next one. Dear Sharon. Ooh. It's, I'm always surprised when people use my first name, even though it's out there and that's fine. But I, it still feels weird. I am a married woman from India. We've been married for the last four years. We've been enjoying DS relationship for the last two years. My husband is too much addicted to femdom lifestyle. He introduced this lifestyle to me. Even I was enjoying this lifestyle. But now he is every day watching femdom movies on the internet. Even I watch such video with him to progress our life. Hmm. Question, which is not really related to that, but anyway. The question is, now he's asking me to make him my toilet slave. He became addicted to watching Toilet Femdom. I'm okay with golden showers, but he wants to become my full toilet slave. I am really very upset. I love him so much. Still, I want to make him happy. Is it really possible to make him a toilet slave? Is it okay for his health? He says that he will become my toilet slave over two years of time, very slowly, so it will not affect his health. Still, I am worried for his health. Please suggest me. Okay. There's a whole lot going on here. You're not happy. (laughs) It's the bottom line. And honestly, your question, your underlying question should be about that, not this fetish that he suddenly has. You have been amazing. Let me say that very clearly and up front. He introduced femdom to you and you have been doing it for two years you apparently enjoy what you have been doing it's been going well he should be at your feet in total worship that you have brought him this joy the porn thing that is not on it's not on i have nothing against porn you go get your porn if you want it but when it interferes with your relationship, you're being a shitbag. And funny I use that term considering we're talking about toilet slavery. But anyway, <laughs> moving right along. Look, that, let me put it in very simple terms. He is, he is not respecting you. He is not respecting your autonomy or your tastes or your desires or your wants or your needs. He's being a shit literally so no (laughs) I don't care if it's healthy or not just don't do it don't do it just say no I I know that you you say you've been a DS relationship and I suspect you have not I suspect what's been happening is that you've been indulging him in ways that you enjoy and that he enjoys and that's great but now he's escalating and honestly he's never going to be happy if he keeps watching porn and getting these ideas of of things that make his dick hard and they get more and more extreme, he is never going to be happy. 
I think there are possibilities of health concerns for consuming faeces. Like it's, there's a potential for all sorts of bad things to happen. I think occasionally it's probably fine. I think, you know, all the time, ugh. And plus, you want to kiss that mouth if he's just eating shit every day? Just, ugh. Anyway, that's my, that's me being not kink friendly. <laughs> if you want to do it, go for it. But this is not something that you want to do. And you shouldn't do it. Being coerced or convinced to engage in fetishes that do nothing for you is not going to increase intimacy and it is not going to make either of you happy because you will resent this very soon. And then he, once he thinks that you're going to do it and then you don't do it, he's going to be angry about that, resentful also. So I think you need to sit down and have a a very serious talk with him about what your relationship is about, what is okay for you and what is not okay. If he wants you to be the dominant, be the dominant. Cut out the porn watching and just say that you're not willing to do fetishes that you do not enjoy that you're not going to do it just for him because that's not fun or enjoyable or good for your relationship. If you really want to know about the health thing, I'm sure if you looked up medical advice, you would find plenty on Google. Not the porn type, but the real type. I'm pretty sure you'd find it. The next question. First, thank you so much for your blog. Smiley face. You're welcome. Down to earth, genuine, funny, intriguing, beautiful. I could continue all day. Ha ha. (laughs) Well, thank you for that. I appreciate it very much. My question. The more my orgasms are taken away from me, the more submissive I become. The more sex is available for me, the more dominant I become. Am I a switch? Is this normal? Well, you might be a switch. I don't know. I think if you genuinely feel dominant and submissive, then you're probably a switch, yes. I think there is a certain um, contingent of male submissives who become more submissive if they are in chastity, if they're denied orgasms, if they are kept in a state of arousal. So I mentioned earlier in this podcast something about arousal-based submission and part of the, the method of controlling someone if that is how their submission works is to control their arousal if you keep someone aroused and never let them have release at least up to a certain point um their their feelings of submission may increase it doesn't work for everybody of course some people just get annoyed and aggravated (laughs) over it and some people feel nothing at all some people that they just put their sex drive away and it doesn't do anything but yeah i think a, it's relatively common for some men to feel more submissive if they are denied orgasms. I suspect if lots of sex makes you feel dominant, then, yeah, you might be a switch. And is it normal? Of course, yes. It's pretty normal and common. <laughs> Chocolate, white milk dark or heathen? <laughs> I do not think I have ever had heathen chocolate, but I really want some now. You know, I used to be huge with white chocolate. It was my absolute favourite. 
And something has changed for me um, recently, I'd say, where I find white chocolate too sweet. <gasps> Shocker. <laughs> too sweet? What even is that? Um, I'm not that keen on dark chocolate, so I'm going to have to go with milk now. But I really want to try some heathen chocolate now that you've mentioned it. Um, <laughs> I, do, I do love compliments. Um, always love the sexiest woman on the planet's blog. <laughs> you are a national treasure. If I was good-looking, young, wealthy and fit, I would move to the bottom of the planet to chase you. Uber sexy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. But for now, just a kinky question. I am 61 years old, extremely kinky, submissive masochist. I have a steady play partner who beats me once a week. Lucky you. Recently, I have been fantasizing about sucking cock. What would your reaction be? Would you find it sexy, alarming, or dot, 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 question mark? Thank you. Yours in kink, Dave. Um, I don't have a strong opinion about this. For me, the idea of, of bringing in a third person to facilitate my submissive fantasy is not something that really grabs me, not least because I can't even find one person I want to be in a room with and get kinky with. So having one and then trying to find another just seems like so much work. <laughs> So for that reason alone, I would just be going, yeah, that's not happening. I think a lot of women love the fantasy of it. And I think I think the fantasy of it is pretty hot too. I think men together can be hugely sexy, though I like kissing more than cocksucking because that is one of my things. Um, I wouldn't find it alarming. I think there is also a big difference between fantasizing about something and actually wanting to do it so I think you can find lots of ways to play with a fantasy if your partner is turned on by that without actually going to the actual step of doing it I hope that helps and I hope hope your partner wants to play with that with you I've been getting a lot of um this is irrelevant to my questions but you, you might be able to hear me clicking around here um, I have been getting a lot of um, spam on my Ask Me page, even though I ask a little maths question. So apparently the spam bots can do maths now, which is kind of scary. It's like, the, you know, you see those little clips of robots of various kinds. I had a dancing robot and they had some robot that they showed. It looked like a deer, like sort of long legs, four legs. And when you knocked it over, it could get up. And everyone's going, oh, isn't that great? And I'm like, have you ever watched a friggin' futuristic movie where the robots kill everybody? Come on. How is that great? <laughs> Terrifying. Anyway, bots can do maths now. No one should be surprised by that. Um, next question. Hello. What is the best place to talk with female doms? As a male sub, I feel that it is impossible to find anyone to talk to without it being assumed I am just spam. Sincerely, slave looking for Dom. Go to FetLife. Go to FetLife, interact in discussions. Don't just spam random women with you know, chat requests. 
go and participate in discussions and network and make friends. There you go. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't know whether to read this one out. It's just not. I'm going to read it out, though, because if I'm subject to it, you have to be subject to it. You're welcome. I am an Indian with a penis of about 16 centimetres. See, I need to get a ruler now. I don't know how long that is. Is it small? No. How good is it for a woman? That's easy. I don't know. Don't care. Don't know. Don't care. Also, I have this fetish seeing my mum get fucked in front of me. Is it normal? Told you. (laughs) Told you. gonna go cry now (laughs) no sweetheart it's not normal and stop fantasizing about that because it's not good hi do you have any suggestions for a brand new dom with a long distance sub he's interested in discipline and punishment of a creative sexual nature and i'm just too new to know what might be possible i'm planning to buy your book but was just hoping for a couple of short ideas for tasks and punishments for him thank you I did write a book just for this. Well, not really for online. But if you're curious, it is called How to Make Your First BDSM Scene Amazing. And the purpose of it is for new doms who are literally in this situation where they don't know what to do. When I was a baby dom, concrete information was very difficult to find because... People don't want to tell you, and I'm putting using air quotes now, how to do it. They don't want to tell you that because they don't want to be all one true way and, you know, oh, you've got to do this and they want you to find your own feet and all that sort of business, which is fine and it's great, but it's not actually useful. You know what I mean? I am an organized person who likes lists and who likes to have a framework and who likes to have... A direction even if I don't follow that direction if I don't know what I'm doing I want someone to say here's how you do it and I can go nah or yeah I like those three things but not that one and no one would give me that it was so frustrating so big plug for my book it walks newbie doms through how to plan scenes how to build confidence, how to run through the scenes, how to figure out what kind of scene you want, how to make up things that give you something concrete to go into a scene with, how to bolster your confidence while in the scene, all that sort of stuff, how to do aftercare, how to think about what you want this thing to look like. So you start from nothing and you end up with And I actually created a a whole, (laughs) I'm such a nerd, I created a worksheet for this. So I have all these chapters that explain how to go through the process and then I gave you a worksheet to put it down on paper so that you have something concrete. And the reason is because this question is really common that women have these dominant feelings and they want to be dominant but they have no idea where to start so it's on amazon (laughs) um it's 
Oh, the author name is Sharon Ferns, of course, and it's called How to Make Your First BDSM Scene Amazing. If it's not your first BDSM scene, but you just want a little bit of you know, guidance, it's short, sharp, actionable steps that you can take and work through. And, you know, take what you want, leave what you don't. So, <sighs> to answer this question, short ideas for tasks and punishments for him. The thing I would suggest most is you do a BDSM checklist, both of you, and then you find out what you have in common and you start there because the big thing when you're new is building confidence and in order to build confidence what you want to do to start off with is things that you know 99% sure that you are going to enjoy and that he is going to enjoy and that helps you build your confidence and don't make it something huge just make it little things see how he reacts see how you feel about it and go from there. Good luck. I hope it's enjoyable for you. I love your article about collar space, though I am saddened that I may not ever get my profile back. I made the mistake of updating my age. I'm glad I have a reason that makes sense. I plan on reading more on here as you sound very much like someone I can get behind and who makes me go, me too. (laughs) Thanks for writing. Big smiley face. For those of you who have not come to the podcast from my blog, Collarspace.com is currently the biggest um, BDSM dating site in the world. And when I say the biggest, I mean the biggest free one. (laughs) I think think alt.com might be bigger, but it's not free. And I'm not sure it's bigger. But I've been on Collarspace, which was formerly collarme.com, for literally 10 years. And... It has not changed in style or presentation since then. It has had some technical issues over the years, including some big drama where they had to, where the owners split up and moved it. One of the owners moved it to collarspace.com. But all that being as it may, in the last maybe, I don't know, four, five months, six months, they have taken steps to literally shut the site down and then they pulled back from that decision and when I say literally shut the site down I mean any edits to profiles were not being approved so if you made as this person did made a change to your age or a minor edit with a full stop on your profile your Um, account went into limbo and was never approved then they started approving some but not others the registration link went directly to alt because alt.com has bought collar space and i guess they they thought well if we just don't let people sign on and just point them to the alt.com login registration form then they will sign in there which they did not so they've pulled back from that but The site, one day the site's going to be gone. One day soon the site is going to be gone. So I wrote a piece about that and about the mess that they've made there. So if you are on Collar Space and you haven't seen that article, it's on my blog. But just here on the podcast, if you are on Collar Space and you're talking to anybody or you start to talk to anybody, get alternative contact details. I don't care what it is, but get them because 
one day it's going to be down and those contacts will be gone. For me, anybody who is on collar space and I'm gone, I'm on vet life with the same neck ferns. So I'm easy to find. So if you're talking to me and I disappear, you might want to go chase me up there. Next question. Would first like to say love your website. Thank you so much. It has comforted me many times and has helped me with some relationship patterns I had. Thank you for all you do. Smiley face. You are so welcome and I'm so glad that something that I wrote helped you. On to my situation. I'm a lesbian submissive. I've discovered this over the years of experience in the kink community. Lately, I've been trying to date to find a dominant partner. I'm also interested in DS and would love DS to be a feature of my future potential relationship. As a submissive, I do think I have a lot to offer a potential dominant. The problem is I can't find many lesbian tops and I live in a pretty large metropolis. It's becoming depressing. I'm beginning to feel like I might need to give up. Recently, I went on a date with a dominant lady. It seemed promising, but I feel as if she ghosted me. Ah, And yeah, it did sting a bit. I thought it was going so well because we had a lot of similarities and wanted the same things. My question is, should I try one last time to reach out to her, give up on that particular avenue, or continue the search even in lieu of really slim pickings? I feel you. You asked this a little while ago. Oh, not that long ago. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of almost up to date now. There's fewer questions than I might have expected. I normally strike. Anyway, um, yes, by all means, like contact her again and just say, hey, you know, still really interested. What do you think? I think that if the search and I use that air quote say yeah I think if the search is getting you down you need to give up I think a lot of people and I don't mean forever I just mean for now a lot of people get jaded and get bitter and get angry or just get despondent and I understand why finding a partner is really hard I'm always amazed that some people just manage to pick up partners as if it's nothing. And I'm not sure if they're just those kind of people who get along with everybody and love everybody and like everybody. And so when they find someone, meet someone, they pretty much, you know, 90% of the time they really like them. Maybe that's how that works. But my advice is is don't don't tie yourself up in knots or get to a point where you feel bad about searching. I think there's a few things there. One is that if you get involved in your community or you get involved online or you get involved in some way without looking, then you may meet somebody because you meet people all the time, right? I don't know. When I when I was out in the vanilla world, I never joined a dating site. I just met men that I really liked. And we dated and and we were in a relationship because we liked each other. I think the DS world is different because the pool is smaller. So you can't really afford to do that. But my point is that you don't necessarily have to be focused on looking to meet somebody. 
you might meet somebody because a friend knows somebody and in order to for that to happen you have to make those friends so yes reach out to her and just check because maybe something happened or she thought you weren't interested or whatever and then give it up um and if what if the way you are conducting your search isn't working for you then either take a break from it because you don't want to get into that awful feeling that it's all hopeless and then you project negativity out into the world and look at different ways that you can facilitate that without doing the search and the other thing I would say is that I don't know where you're searching you don't really say but because of the way you said this I assume you are in your community maybe I think being a lesbian bottom looking for a female dominant you are in a pretty small niche and that's unfortunate I mean the femdom community is small enough but I think the lesbian femdom community is then another subset of that so I want to say don't give up but I also want to say don't tie yourself up in knots trying to make it happen to the point where you become tired and jaded and depressed about it the other thing is that um, quite a few people have had luck on non-kink dating sites. I think kink is is becoming more common. And some of those dating sites have got questions that will point you to other kink people. So that might be worth a try. Good luck with it. would be so nice if you came back and said, oh, look, I reached out to her, she lost my phone number or something, and then now we're all loved up. That would be great. Good luck. Ah, long story short, but they trick me because it is not a short story. So they imply they're going to make this long story short, but then they do not. I see you. So let me see if there's a name there so I can call them out. I see you, Jaden. <laughs> right. I think this might be the last one. It's pretty recent. I met a dominant woman online. She turns out to maybe be a man. She says her voice was damaged while being a firefighter. I believe her. We both started talking by way of email, phone and text. She will not FaceTime with me. I have doubts that she is real. Meaning really who she says she is. At first, most of her requests of me I say no to. I'm not sure what I am at this point and she is aware of my past being divorced and always being in vanilla relationships i'm now 56 years old she's 37 i seriously keep going into subspace and i am infatuated with her we agree to meet in person i live on the west coast and she lives on the east coast i'm planning a road trip across country before we meet one day this see i told you it wasn't a short story (laughs) i don't mind though i like getting stories One day I get an email saying she wants to stop seeing me and thinks I'm a switch. I'm initially pissed off big time as I'm submitting to her for the most part and what the fuck do I do now? I write her back saying I'm willing to look at being a switch. What? (laughs) That seems weird. Okay. But that I am very much submissive and want to meet with her in person and that I'm very attracted to her. We agree to just be friends. Oh, this is messy. And I can bounce things off her 
in the future with advice about all this BDSM stuff. A couple of days later, we are back to flirting with one another and I leave on my road trip. I know, this is a saga. This is like a, this is like a soap opera. Thank you, Jaden. <laughs> she sends me assignments by email and texts. Send... Ah, uh, what? Huh? What? Now I'm confused. Send her pictures of my wet clit in rest stops, etc. You're, you're a woman? But wait, what? Some requests I say no to because I just want to see her face on FaceTime and then meet her in person. Still not convinced she isn't a man. My gut says something is wrong. Last night we talked... I asked her to FaceTime with me. She gets mad and says that the first time she wants to meet will be in person and I should just trust her. Next morning, she sends a text saying she never wants to talk again. (laughs) I'm sorry for laughing, but this is a bit ridiculous. She never wants to talk again or meet in person because after all the emails, phone conversations, etc., she's too hurt that I would think she's a man and not trust to meet in person. We have not seen or talked since. My heart was truly hurt. Oh, see, now I feel bad for laughing. I was pissed off too. I tracked her phone number and found that she lives with a man and is beautiful but not the picture in her original profile. I'm interested in what you think about this. There is more, but I think it gives the BDSM community a bad name with some of what's happening online to take advantage of women. Oh, wait. What? Okay, you're a woman. Wait. But Jaden, that's a man's name. I'm so confused. Okay, so this is a lesbian relationship. That's why pictures of your wet clit. Okay, I'm with you now. I'm with you. Um, I'm interested in what you think about this. There is more, but I think it gives the BSM community a bad name with some of what's happening online to take advantage of women. Subspace is powerful, as is subdrop for me. I'm learning more about myself and have met a dominant woman that is just mentoring me right now to help me understand who I am and how to be safe out in the world that I never experienced till now. I like what you write about and you seem like the real deal to me. Thanks for reading, Jaden. Okay. A big fat no to all of that. <laughs> all of that. All of that. Just no. A thing that a thing that happens, and it, I mean, it happens to everybody. But I think it, I think a lot of submissives get a bit desperate and are particularly vulnerable to it. Is that they feel something isn't right, and what they do is they make excuses for it, or they believe the other person's excuses for it. They they don't trust their gut anymore because they want it so bad. So my view of this is whatever is going on there, it's a bunch of bullshit. So it doesn't matter. The details are irrelevant, like entirely irrelevant. She's never going to meet you. She doesn't want to meet you. She's going to fuck you around if you stay in touch with her. Just be done with it, like seriously done with it. The main thing with this, in far, as far as advice goes is don't do the online thing. Don't do the coast-to-coast thing. If you have problems, which you do, making a decision, a hard decision often, 
between yes or no, like yes to continue, no or not continuing, then you need to not put yourself in those situations because you don't have the judgment to make good decisions. And if you've never heard of sub-frenzy, you should look it up. It's a very common phenomenon where subs are so eager to find what they've been looking for that they make a bunch of bad decisions and put themselves in bad situations because they want it. And yours was not dangerous by any you know, stretch of the imagination. But yeah, emotionally harmful. I think that whatever is going on there, she is not interested in the same thing that you're interested in. I know you're hurt and I'm sorry that you were hurt, but no. I think if you've got... See, the thing that worries me now is you say you've met a dominant woman who's mentoring you. And I'm like, I'll bet that's online also. And what makes her more trustworthy than the one you've just spoken to, given that your judgment is not the best? I suggest you find your local community and find some real people and some real friends and talk some of this stuff out with them and meet people you know, where you are. It's the easiest way to avoid this kind of situation. And as time goes on, maybe your judgment will get better. But at the moment, you're not in a good position to make those kinds of calls. And it's the same with... I mean, I, I appreciate you now have a mentor, but what makes you think your judgment is so good now that this mentor is who they say they are? You know what I mean? So just be careful too. That was the last one. And look at me. It's just gone an hour. Oh, thank you for sticking with me for this hour. I appreciate your company and I appreciate you listening to my podcast. The next one will probably be, you know, another three or four months. <laughs> Something like that. I am just going to check my email because I did do a last minute call out to people on my blog if they wanted to be in this podcast nobody talks to me okay oh okay i have a new question like up to the minute (laughs) have you ever wanted to tie a guy to something for a night and then leaving leave him there for a few days Okay, no, I have not, because that is horribly, devastatingly unsafe. Have I tied a guy to something for a night, just for the night, where he actually secretly had a... A way to get out of it if he got into trouble? Yes, I have. And it is awesome. So, yeah. I think there is the fantasy and there's the reality. And there's a difference. But the reality is super hot. Every time I hear your amazing voice, I want to drop to my knees. I feel your power and it makes me want to kneel 
whenever I'm on your blog. Well, sweetheart, you feel free to kneel whenever you're on my blog. <laughs> but just be aware that I'm a stranger to you. And whatever image you have of me is of your own making. And I have no problem with you enjoying that. But you should be aware of it. That's all. So I'm going to say goodbye and thank you for your company. If you want to... Um, read my blog. It's www.domchronicles.com. D-O-M-M-E-Chronicles.com. And I will speak to you next time. Bye for now.